What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. All right, Joey, I know that you're eager to talk about your RV, Cousin Eddie, today in the Passive Income Report, and I didn't allow you to get it in until the very end, right? So if you're not watching live and you're not going through this on YouTube, you won't get to see the numbers for Cousin Eddie unless you stick around to the end. So I'm going to let you come to that, Joey. But first, I just got back from Orlando, right? And I think it's perfect for RV lead-in, right? RV, short space, small area, right? You basically own a bus. Yes. Well, we're on a bus ride back from Universal Studios with my family and, you know, 40 other families, right? My little son, Ryan, who is the center of attention anywhere he goes, is over there doing pull-ups on the stand-up arm straps. You know, the little straps that they have so that way if you're having to stand, you can hold on to it. He's doing well, pull-ups and he gets in a conversation with this for? guy yeah. that's standing next to him. And and guys like, like, you know, where'd you go today? You know, what did you do? And he's like, you know, what was the most fun ride? And he's telling him. And then he said, you know what else was pretty cool or funny about today? And the guy says, what? He goes, my dad was farting all day. Well, <laughs> now, bear in mind, one, he was using my arm to make fart noises in the line at the Haggard's like motorbike ride at Harry Potter World. Yes. The, for 30 minutes, right? And he had, you know, of course, every dude in the lines laughing. The, the women are like, oh, that's so disgusting. I can't believe it, <laughs> you know? But my my girls are laughing at it, right? And he's just having the best time. So when he tells the bus guy that dad has been farting the whole day, he has also gained the attention of everybody before he said this. So like he he's like center stage, the guy's like, well, what, what was your best time? Everybody's all tired from their day. And so nobody's talking. And there's this little kid who's doing pull-ups. And he's like, my dad has been farting all day. Oh, how, how, like, how small did you shrink? I'm like, thanks, buddy. You know, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, it was fine. My daughter covered for me, said, no, it wasn't him. But I can only imagine as someone who's renting an RV that – you know, farts are a part of the deal. So really oh, quickly, part I, of the I want you to tell me about the RV so we can lead into this passive income report for September of 2021. Well, I, I don't want to give it all away, but I can just say to me, this is the most exciting part of the report because it was it was a a, a way for us to go on a trip as a family to enjoy time together in our own space. We didn't have to rent somebody else's. We bought our own because I was thinking about passive income. All right. So this whole report should represent that to us, right? Like we, every one of these strategies, we didn't just say, Hey, we really like short-term rentals. Let's just do that. We said, how can we make short-term rentals passive? Because you and I can't afford to have another active business. Well, this 
Cousin Eddie, my RV, which by the way, go to overlandadventurerentals.com and you can check it out. Uh, but Cousin Eddie is an example of me thinking passively and saying, I want to go on this trip. I want to buy an RV. I want to have it for future travel. But what do I do with it in the meantime? I could just store it and pay it as another liability. Or I can partner with somebody who already has a business that rents RVs and say, hey, let's let's work out a deal to where you can have another you know uh, piece of arsenal in your fleet and I can get some income in the process to help pay for it and subsequently an income that didn't exist before. So this is new income on the report from something that has been a special trip for my family and will continue to be one of those things. So that's what got me soaked about this month's passive income report. I love it. All right, let's let's jump in. We got a lot of numbers to cover. This is a long episode. It always is because we're just talking about us the whole time. <laughs> you know, we get along with it. But bear with us. I hope you enjoy our passive income report for September 2021. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome back to September 2021's Passive Income Report. This is a highlight for us. Uh, Russ and I have made it a point now for how many months now, Russ? It's been over a year. What are we at? So we started months? in July of 2020. So however many months that is, I'm, I'm not good with maths. Maths is hard. <laughs> Was that 16 months, I think? Yeah, but the, regardless of that, the point is, is we wanted to create a consistent place for you to get feedback real time from people who are taking action. And we're not the sharpest guys uh, in the world. You, you already know that if you listen to us for any amount of time. But it is possible to create massive amount of passive income if you just know who you are as an investor and you take massive action in that direction. So hopefully this inspires you. We're not here to brag. We're here to share, as Russ and I like to say, from one beggar to another beggar where the bread is. And hopefully you'll find a lot of bread in this month's report. So, th so this this past week, Joey, when I was out, were you like reading a lot of books on how self-deprecating you know humor will help you be more um appealing to the listener like you're really sandbagging yourself and me this whole intro <laughs> uh no i did not do any of that reading i was too busy <laughs> handling all your crap all week no uh, thank you by the way thank you for doing that i appreciate it i don't know if you noticed did you happen to send me an email and see my autoresponder <laughs> Yes, I saw that. Uh, I'm out of the office. That means Joey has to do some work. I was like, wow, thank, thanks a lot. Bro. It was so good. How about my have an amazing day? I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a kick out of that. Uh, all right. So we're, we're looking at a bunch of numbers here. If you're, if you're not watching this, you got to switch over to YouTube at some point and go see it so you can visualize. We, we created a spreadsheet where we're keeping up every single month and um, we can go back into April when we actually started putting this on a spreadsheet 
um, for us. But it, it's it's interesting, Joey. You and I actually were teaching uh, a group of entrepreneurs. I mean, a room full of people. I don't know. We had maybe twenty five or thirty individuals in the room. There was there was a lot of a lot of star power, a lot of value in the room. And one of the things we showed is a graphic of how in August of 2020, our passive income was $3,500 for the month. (laughs) Yes, I do recall. But you're laughing about that. $3,500 right now. If you got $3,500, as long as you are holding the steering wheel with one hand, put the other one up if you got $3,500 and wave at somebody, hit the horn and say, I got yes. $3,500 because I guarantee you everybody you're passing right now on the road does not have $3,500 a month of passive income in it. In that's August right. of last year, 2020, that's how much we had. But in comparison to what we've done since then, it seems small. It seems silly, but that's because the momentum had to be built. It's like the flywheel idea, right? You have to kind of put so much effort into those first few rotations and then it kind of takes off from there. And that's what we've really experienced. But when you you see the the growth, right? So April, May, June, July, August, now September, we're we're sitting here in September and it, it was actually a, a a down month for us. That's we right. brought in a little over forty thousand dollars in passive income. Net, net, net of everything. Yeah. And I'm going to cry myself to my passive income pillow right now (laughs) (laughs) because I'm still going to sleep well knowing that we had $40,000 come in a passive income. That's true. But there was, there were some things that we, we, we had didn't go as great as it had in the past. And I want us to talk about this, but the one thing that is consistently crushing every single month is our land business. That's right. It's it's the slow and steady, man. I, I think of it like the tortoise that is just constantly adding a little by little every single month. And it's completely hands off. But to me, it it constantly gives me peace of mind to know that there's no regulation that affects the land business. Right. There's nobody that's going to come in and say, hey, by the way, in our area, we don't allow people to buy and sell land. Right. It, yeah, it just, there's no HOAs to land flipping that I know. <laughs> exactly. Of. Exactly. And, and, and I, I think that, that that is the one of the things that I'm most impressed with our land flipping business is that it is consistent. It is a business where you can continue to buy land regardless of what's being sold at the time, because it is a commodity that will be needed and wanted by someone, right? I mean, we have bought property now for the last almost two years and we have sold every single property other than obviously the ones that we bought recently. Like we've not had an issue. Now we've resold several. That's right. Those that uh, decided not to keep making the payments, they know that they're giving it right back to us and we just turn back and offer it to the market. Before I go too much further, we had an event last couple weeks ago that I mentioned a second ago, our passive income retreat. And the purpose of that retreat was to talk about how do we get our passive incomes up to a hundred percent and then move it to the next mark, which would be 200%. 200% of what? 200% of our monthly expense need. Okay. Right. So if I have, if I'm spending $10,000 a month, I want to get to 20,000 a month of passive income. I'm spending 5,000 a month. I want to get to $10,000 a month. Now, that is hard when we're at zero, right? The first goal for us, if we're at zero, is to get to 25%, right? right? So if I'm spending 10, I want to get to 2,500. 
If I'm spending five, you're going to have to do the math yourself. You got to get to 12. <laughs> That's right. But Joey, how many people in the room, people who w- made well into the seven and eight figures, how many people in the room were not at a hundred percent? Pretty much everybody. Pretty much everybody. Right. So the, the beauty of this is, is that it's not like, oh, well, po- poor is me that I'm not there, right? I'm the one falling behind. No, you're at the same position almost every single other person is at. You have a chance. This reason we share this every month, as you said a second ago, is to inspire, is to motivate, is to say that you can do it in many different places. I don't encourage you to go out and get, I don't even know how many businesses are on this page right now. I don't want to try to count it. <laughs> I'm not telling you to go do all of these things. Find one, right? Right now, we're in the process of launching our short-term rental mastermind. It goes live next next week. I'm sure we'll have one in the future. You'll probably want to take part in it. If you're listening to this after the fact, go to westwaltwallstreet.com forward slash str hyphen mastermind. You can sign up for the next one that's coming. It's important because it is the thing that each and every month brings in the most passive income that we have, even in what we would call down months. Right now, the month of September is not a great travel month, Joey. It's not a month where we get lots of people coming into our travel destination city of Birmingham, Alabama. That's right. (laughs) Travel destination. that's That's a good way of saying nobody comes here on purpose. They come because they have to. Uh, right. To visit family or for ball games or whatever, but but yeah, I get your point. But you're looking at this and you're saying, you know, our, our business brought in roughly sixty thousand dollars of income in a down month. It's it's hard to say that that's a down month. Now we had the expenses, right? We we run this business a little bit different than most people, meaning that we actually run it like a business. <laughs> Good point. And, yeah, and so, this is, and here's the thing is that our short-term rental mastermind will teach you one, how to get it started, which is a job. And then two, how to turn it into a business, which is the passive, passive side of this. Exactly. Because when we, we use the word we a lot in, in relationship to these businesses, but very few are we involved in. Good point. Otherwise it couldn't really be on a passive income report. It, it would be hard. <laughs> Right. So um, when we're looking at the wake up in Birmingham, that's our short term rental mastermind. Uh, that's our short term rental business. I'm sorry. And you you go to that that website when you're traveling in Birmingham because you have to be here. Your family's here. You're passing through and you want to just patronize the Wealthwell Wall Street podcast crew. Put the put the code podcast in the discount. And you will actually not only receive a 10% discount, but you actually get something pretty cool left inside the room. Yeah, that, that does not include one of us personally, uh, but <laughs> no. but we will we will give you something really cool because we want There's to nights that, encourage you. <laughs> that our, our wife may kick us out. We may be looking for a place <laughs> to stay, but it's not required to, to, to let us let us stay there. But it is something that's it is a business that has produced for in the month of September. What is that? 13, 13, five well, between the two? No, 13, nine, almost 14,000. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at last month. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Thirteen five. Thank you. Thank you. So, so, so far we covered the land. We had 88, 12 
in passive income from that business and 13.5 from the short-term rental business. What, what else we got on this report? Well, here's a great question. It just came in live. I want to, I want to answer this is what happens to our income? What are we doing with this passive income? Are we spending it? Are we reinvesting it? What are we doing with the passive income? That's a great question. Yeah. So in, in the land business in particular, we are constantly rolling that into reinvestment to buy additional land so that we can continue to ratchet up and compound on that money to create more cash flow um, quicker. We could start taking that as income now, but we would essentially be not refilling the kitty, so to speak, with additional inventory. And so there's a point which, Russ, you and I haven't probably even discussed exactly when this is. There's a point where we should be satisfied with the amount of cash coming in to the point where we could take withdrawals or distributions and allow the rest of it to continue to grow the business. But I don't think we've set that target yet. Have you? Well, here's the thing is that you need passive income to cover monthly expenses when you don't want to go to work anymore. Right? Yes. Yes. And I think that's the question that's different for each person. Right? So when you ask that question, it would it would have to really be more reflective upon what you wanted. If you wanted to stop work immediately or cut back your work immediately, then you would start taking that income. Joey, other than every other two weeks, when is it that you don't want to work? <laughs> or should I rephrase hey, it? When do dude, you want to work? Seriously, c- coming from the guy that just came back from a week off, I mean, I just don't think you got a lot to, to stand on right now. I, I really Come don't. On. But that's the beauty is I wanted to get back. Like, I'm driving nine hours back from Orlando yesterday, and the only <laughs> thing that I'm thinking about is, I get to get on a podcast tomorrow. I get to talk to my friend Joey. I, I get to answer questions from Jeff and other people that I like. This is this is fun for me. Yes. Right. So the the answer is we are not spending this money. We are either running it back into our insurance contracts, right? Because we're borrowing money against our life insurance policies to fund these different investments, or depending on the cycle, which in our land business, our land business is really fluid. And there's always properties to be bought. And we are, we're just going out and taking that cash flow and just buying more properties as quickly as we can. Now, That's there's right. one thing that came out of our passive income retreat a couple of weeks ago, Joey, as it related to our land business. And that is you and I need to pony up some more money. Well, it just, it just makes sense, right? The kind of returns that we've been able to see within that land business are only going to be enhanced if we put more inventory behind it. Right. And we've just been kind of like moseying along, just allowing it to pay for itself and continue to grow. But man, what would another 50,000 into that business do for our passive income? It would significantly accelerate. And <laughs> we I was sitting there up. like the, my takeaway was we were given these 30, 60, 90 minute takeaways. Right. What, yes. what, what were going to be our best nine hours that we were going to spend after having gone through that event. And one of mine was get you and me on the phone with um, our land flipping group and, and send them more money. Yes. That's an easy thing to do to affect that number to go up significantly. So hundred percent on that. 
Here's another thing, Joe. I'm sitting there looking at, and just to give context for those who won't wait to the end of the show, I won't, I won't make you wait. It most people want to give context to, well, forty thousand a month in passive income. That's awesome, right? I'm most people have not put that together, but when you want to com- compare it, compared to what? So in order for me to compare it, I have to take that and multiply it times twelve. If that was what our average was going to be, 484, I hope it's more than that because the last two months, our average was significantly higher than that. I know we're not going backwards. But if that was just what it was, 484, if I took that 484 and I multiplied it times 33.33, that would tell me, Joey, that we would need $16,146,285 in an account to spit out on a um, reasonable, consistent basis over the next 20 years with a 100% probability of not running out of money, according to all of the statistical math that fancy people like Wade Fowl and other people we've interviewed on our show have told us. Right. So you're saying Wall Street's way, this is compared to what? Wall Street's way versus what we've been able to do. Yeah. How long would it take us to come up with $16 million? Those are, that's a lifetime number. That's a big people, number, right? Have have we put in sixteen million dollars in order to create forty thousand dollars a month? No, just just shy of that. <laughs> just shy of that. <laughs> people ask all the time, "How much have you put in?" We've put in a little over a million dollars. Yep, that's a a good return on our investment, right? But well, what do I, we? I, I, I think of it as efficiency, Russ. It's like if you want the kind of results we're talking about, you only have two options. Wall Street's way, or you can get educated, get uh, invested in yourself, like finding out what kind of investor you are with our investor DNA, and then take massive action to create freedom today. Like you're talking about $16 million. That is, that's a never number for most people, but it's a lifetime number if it's anything for somebody else. And when do you want freedom to start? Um, <laughs> today. Yeah. The answer is yes. I just read this comment. It was so drawing joy. I wanted to share it. I realized that my time is not really mine. It's my company's. Now I have to stop negotiating my time for money and I need to start working to become financially free. That's exactly how I felt when my daughter Adler asked me on the way to school, dad, can you pick me up from school today? And I had to say, no, baby, I have to go to work. That's where I drew the line. In order for you to be clear on the things you need to do and stop doing and to know who you need to become so that you can stop trading time for money, join us right now at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Now let's get back to this episode. I posted, I'm trying to find it on my phone. Of course, nothing ever happens in real time, right? Uh, But I, I posted inside the community something I read not too long ago where Robert Kiyosaki was commenting on the state of the market. And he, he said, again, he, he's no prophet. You know, he doesn't have a crystal ball, but he's been pretty good with money. And here, here's Robert <laughs> Kiyosaki's, I think, yeah, this is a Twitter, a Twitter post on September 26, 2021. It says, giant stock market crash coming in October. Why? Question mark. Well, the Treasury and the Fed are short of Treasury bills. 
Gold, silver, Bitcoin may crash too. Cash best for picking up bargains after crash. I'm, I'm going to read the rest of it, but here, here's, here's an interesting thing. We were talking about this recently. When people are selling, you should be buying. When people are buying, you should be selling, right? You should be going against the grain because right. the Look world has never trends. been right about anything. So you need to literally be looking for the trends of what the markets are doing so that you could do the opposite, right? Right. And what is the thing right now that everybody is selling? Cash. They're selling cash. They're selling in more specific, because some people would say, well, man, the fiat currency is a bad place to be. I try my best to get my money in digital currencies like crypto. That's not what we're talking about. No, when it, I'm, I'm talking about they're, they're buying everything they can possibly buy because everything seems to be in a shortage. Everything seems to be backed up, back ordered. I've seen just in the last two weeks, people talking about, oh, my goodness, you better buy Christmas presents now because there are, you know, there's so much uh, supply that's being delayed. You might not have anything for Christmas. Well, so what they're doing is giving up their access to cash, right? So you and I have been stacking cash for long periods of time. And that's in right. essence, that's what this business is doing, right? What we're doing with this passive income is creating alternate streams of income. So, you know, a second ago, I, I, I made the comment that we're not spending. But here's the thing is that we're not guaranteed tomorrow, right? I don't know. Our business could could adjust right we could be one of the businesses that are negatively impacted by the next crash or whatever that is that's right well then the passive income would only supplement whatever income needs we had so i could be turning this on and the beauty of this is options right exactly this is what we're looking for is options so i'm gonna read the rest of robert kiyosaki's quote he said not selling gold or silver he's talking about himself he's not selling gold or silver or bitcoin he's got a lots of it but cash for life after stock market crash because stocks are dangerous be careful hmm. now you and i know that i mean that's obviously what a great quote for us well without <laughs> wall street there's nothing more wall street than stocks but i think there's a lot of writing on the wall out there that people are seeing that we are not in an economic boom season we're in a season where the fed is printing money going out of style Yes. We're now creating shortages of things. And ultimately, that's going to only enhance the inflationary measures on the market, right? I mean, extra money in the market, less goods, all of, the, you know, all of that creates price increases. Well, you well, talk about what, what led to the, the issues in 2008. It was a housing what? Bubble. What did you just explain? inflation and all those things and supply and demand of whatever they want to say it is today are all big bubbles that are just rising to the top. They've got to pop. So the, here, here's the beauty, right? If you've been sitting on the side, you've been looking for opportunities to get passive, looking for opportunities to create alternatives to your stocks. Passive income is such an amazing tool for this purpose. I think you're listening to this at the right time. Like you, you hopefully have been designing your, your insurance contracts to store cash and you've hopefully been investing in yourself. Like we've talked about with the investor DNA to know exactly where you should be investing. So if it's land, yes, we love land. We, we invest in land and we encourage others. We think that that is a great place to invest in yourself. Go to, 
the land geek. Those guys are the best in the business at teaching people how to buy and sell raw land. We spent a couple days with them the other day. We're going to be with their group next week. There's a virtual boot camp um, in October. What, what's the date, Joey? It's like October 22nd, 22nd through 24th, the 24th or something I think. like that. Yeah. And it, I love it. I love the fact that people can learn about how to do these boot camps through there. But then we'll always get, well, man, you guys are doing short-term rentals too. That seems super interesting. Why, why shouldn't I do that? Well, you need to know who you are as an investor. You need to know your profile because if you are not very hospitable, I was sitting here, Joey, earlier today. I want spend a little time on the short-term rental stuff. I, I went, as you said, you noted that I was gone for 10 days and I stayed in short-term rentals while I was gone. And as a part of that process, I was taking pictures of the short-term rentals I was in so that I could get our operator, Clint, who's teaching our course, to comment, to give some helpful ideas for those who may be interested in starting a short-term rental or even have them. And it was really fun for me to like nitpick this place. And then I went ahead and I wrote a review to the, the couple after giving them five stars. I didn't hammer them online. I, I wanted them to have their, their thing look well. But right. behind the scenes, I'm telling them, like, look, you, you screwed up with this queen size bed in the master bedroom. Like you put a desk in there and two side tables. Well, I can promise you my, my wife didn't care that she didn't have a place to put her phone down. She didn't like the fact that me and our, uh, our two youngest kids were trying to sleep on a queen size bed. Now people will say, well, Russ, why don't you have your two kids in the bed with you? Because that's what little kids do. They come and get in your bed in the middle of the night. <laughs> right. I mean, I could have locked the door on them, I guess, but that's where they say, put a, put a lock on that thing, man. In a queen size bed, literally, Joey, for 10 days, I slept on two queen size in two different places. Stupid me rented uh, two places without looking to see if they had a king size bed. I, I have not slept on a king size bed for that many nights in a row since I was living in my mom's house. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah. They, that was tip number one. Buy a king size bed. If the place that you're wanting to um, to put as a short-term rental doesn't have a room big enough for a king size bed, don't rent it. Don't get it. Get exactly. another place. Like that was just a simple tip that came out of that. Well, that's the thing is that in every one of our units, we've got 23, 24, I forget however many we got now. It, every single one of them have a king size bed, at least one king size bed. That's right. All right, Joey, when we were at the event, we all, at the retreat, we also had one of the foremost experts. I would put him in the top 1% of people in the world in knowledge and in actually practicing what he's preaching as it relates to the crypto world. That's he, was, right. he was talking about Bitcoin. He was talking about uh, cryptocurrencies and its value. Well, you and I in our passive income report, we report on our Ethereum miners, our computers that mine the crypto. You want to talk That's about right. that a little bit? Yeah. So uh, this month in particular, um, we were a little bit down. And I'm not 100% sure if that was just the price of Ethereum had dropped or if it was the efficiency of our miners. But this is the reality. When you have a mining computer, um, ours are a little over three years old at this point. And over time, the efficiency uh, does drop. I actually did a quick audit of mine uh, just a couple of weeks ago and, and found that they're still producing way more than it costs. So it doesn't, it's not bad. It's more than paid for itself over and over and over again. But the issue is, is that you maybe, you know, need to continue to grow your 
your mining kind of group and, and add additional computers over time. A lot of people ask us, well, who do you use for that? How do I get my hands on some of these miners? And um, the good news is that we're, we're actually going to be opening up our passive income roundtable that uh, for certain people that meet the criteria, we'll, we'll be able to share some of this information with you. But until then, um, just know that this is a strategy that we're using and we have stopped just to, to Jeff's question earlier. Um, what are we doing with that cash? Are we reinvesting it? Whatever. We've actually been um, banking that money into Bitcoin because we see the future of the currency, not seeing it as a cash flow, as much as we could turn it into a cash flow immediately right now, we want to bank it into currency. And essentially we see it as trading our dollars that are losing value at a very, very rapid pace to for digital currency that is growing considerably every single day. Well, you, let me, let me help you, my, my bearded friend, understand. <laughs> I guess we should have had this conversation for plus play, but then that would not be like us in any shape or form to have done that much research ahead of time. Putting this spreadsheet together was the best thing we've done. <laughs> the reason why our mining numbers were down in the month of September was definitely not down because of price, because you can go look at the price history and you can go, oh, wait a second. No, the numbers are up from where they were. Now, the very last part of the month, like the last you know week, the numbers were a little bit down, right? So that accounts for a small smidgen. But here's the thing is that when, when crypto prices are going down significantly, what you, what you have is that you will have actually pick up, will mine more cryptocurrency. But as a whole, for the majority of the month of September, prices were rising. And so you will actually mine less. There's more competition. It just makes sense, right? These machines require energy and energy is expensive. And so there's rigs out there that are mining this that are old as dirt. And I know that you and I have um, computers that are four years old, which in the computer world is like most of the people I work out with, they're in their 70s and 80s, right? That's computer years uh, to that stuff. But it is... It's definitely one of those things where when when prices are rising, we actually mine less of the currency. And one of the questions that was that has just been posed is, well, you guys are, are showing Ethereum. And for those who are not crypto nerds, uh, like the three of us are, we are there. There's a thing called proof of stake or proof of work. And, and in the mining world, proof of work is how we are getting paid. That's how we're getting these little small transactional fees paid in the cryptocurrency Ethereum. Well, Ethereum has come out and said, well, we're going to move and we're going to change to proof of stake, which means that you're now going to have to take Ethereum that you have and stake it in order to then be a part of the system. So there will be a change. There's been a lot of speculation is exactly when that will happen whether will it be late this year or will it be early next year? And based upon other experiences of when Ethereum said things were going to happen, my, my guess is the latter and maybe even latter than that. At some point, though, we will be adjusting. We will move to other currencies to mine. We'll just change over our computers to mine other currencies. So until then, right now, our, our computers are efficient. They're designed and, and uh, tightened up for the protocols for Ethereum. 
But yes, we will be adjusting at some point if that truly happens, which we think it will. But when it does, uh, we will we will make some adjustments. We've actually been looking, and Joey and I were making some big big investment into uh, Bitcoin miners, another you know big name brand. We don't show that on here. We own that currency as well. We're not mining it. We have been exchanging our Ethereum for Bitcoin. We believe that that probably will be one of the major currencies that the world will use in the future could be wrong on that, but there's a lot of smarter people than us who have proved us uh, the reasons behind making that maybe a more accurate statement than, than I would have thought a year ago. But yes, I, I, I do see us making some adjustments, but here's the thing, Joey, like when I look at Ethereum miners, I look at our land business or wake up in Birmingham, our short-term room business, all of those are just different businesses that we're running, each producing more some month, less some months, but they're all contributing to the bigger number. That's and right. No different than our ATM business, right? Our ATM business kicked out another, you know, $2,100 in cash flow. It was awesome. I saw a lot of people using ATMs machines when I was down <laughs> in Orlando and I was like, thank you. They You're didn't like know what I, people. Was, why I was thinking them when I walked by. <laughs> I was just like, thank you. And they're like, I don't understand. Like, just keep contributing, right? And I love it. I appreciate it. And but there's there's other things that are on this list too. Like you mentioned before we press record that maybe your your favorite is this new RV that you have. Oh yeah. Let me just say this. There's nothing cooler than going on a big RV trip with your family and having the freedom to do it because of this report, by the way. You and I look at this report and that's one of the things that I can point to and say, I would have never taken a 22 day round the country trip with my family if we had not built this passive income. That is a tangible thing that I can point to that I can't tell you how many people I told that we went on this trip. And you know what the response was to me, Russ? What? I've always wanted to do something like that. And you know what the question that I didn't ask, but I knew would make them kind of squirm a little bit is why haven't you done it? And the reason is they don't have the freedom to do this. Their, their job, their business, whatever it may be is holding them hostage from this kind of a freedom that they want so badly. And so I want, I'm hearing this to inspire you to say, Man, this is a why. This is a big reason behind why we do what we do is to pr is provide freedom. And so the point is, is I was going to rent an RV to do that trip. And as I looked into the cost of doing it, I said, wait a minute, why don't I just buy one and then figure out on the back end how to turn it into an asset, not just a liability. And little did I know in my backyard, there's a company that is overlandadventurerentals.com. You can look them up. They have a fleet of RVs and campers and um, little, you know, tents that pop up on top of little trailers and things like this that they rent. They already have all the systems in place. They already have the, the manpower and the uh, mechanics to keep these things rolling on the road. And they needed a large RV because they kept getting requests for things that can sleep more than six. Of course, uh, my, my RV sleeps 10. 
And I said, man, we'd love to consign that with you and uh, and us just share expenses and share the, the profits. And man, it came back. We came back from our trip literally the weekend before um, Labor Day. And by Thursday before Labor Day, they rented it to somebody for five days. It came back for a couple of days. It was gone for two weeks. And a little bit later after that, it was rented for another like five or six days to go to Talladega Raceway. I'm talking about, I got all kind of cool stories we can share about who's rented this thing. But this is Cousin Eddie the RV. And last month, in the very first month, it's debuting. It's, uh, it made fifty three fifteen in revenue. It cost twenty eight eighty seven in terms of management fees and any other expenses. So it netted $2,428 in its right, very so first month. Th- th- let me ask a question. So was that a full month or a partial month? That's a full month. But the way that we've done the accounting on it is if somebody starts a trip at the end of a month and it goes over into the next month, I don't get paid on it until that next month's kind of shored up. And so I had it rented the end of September through the very first weekend in October. I haven't even seen the revenue for that yet. So here's here's the question. And um, I see one of our, our community members talking about how they've already got it rented for eight nights coming up in a couple of weeks. Yes. And I have also um, booked the cousin Eddie for, for a couple of nights <laughs> at the, at the beginning of November. So I'm going to have it pretty soon as well. Here, here's what I want to know. And this is what someone else is wanting to know. What'd you pay for it? I, uh, so the whole uh, RV brand new was about a hundred thousand. Okay. If you would have rented it for the 22 week or 22 nights that you were gone, how much was it going to cost? It was somewhere around 8,000. Okay. Um, so let, let's just say you got 92 in it, right? Cause those first eight grand is what you were going to spend anyway. Right. You, you with me? Yep. All right. So nine, 92,000 and did the people who rented it think that the, the month last month in September was a good month, average month, bad month. Uh, it's about average, about an average month. Okay. So we take 92,000, we divide that by 2428. That tells me that in 37 months, it's paid for itself. That's right. And any time after that, that's just money just in the pocket. Or if you sold it before, then clearly you could sell it, whatever it's, its value is of what you sold it minus what you put in it shows you how much money you've made. That's right. And what's your expectation? How many years can you rent this thing for? I, I think by the end of three years, it's going to be, it's going to be close. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I have really no context here, but I'm guessing. You just made that up. You, well, sounded, I, so, you sounded so certain. And then you're like, but I really don't know. <laughs> well, I have no idea how long these things last. I know. Well, you know, put- some of these RV websites, I was talking to a guy when I was down in Pensacola and I was telling him that I was going to rent your RV. He's like, oh yeah, we rented an RV. We went, you know, out west, went up to South Dakota, Montana, like yeah. just telling me all these great stories. And um, I was like, cool. How was he? He's like, it was great. He said, don't. And I showed him a, a picture of yours. He goes, yeah, ours was not quite that new. Ours, <laughs> we rented it maybe five years ago and it was a 1995 model. So <laughs> I think it's been on the road for a minute, man. 
Yeah, no, I, I know it could go longer than that. But what I'm saying is for it to be as attractive as it is, you got to keep these things up. It's kind of like, uh, do you keep the the furniture in a, in a short-term rental forever? No, you, you change it out at some point. And now granted, that's about a six or seven year time frame. In this case, I, I know it could go six or seven years, in my opinion, easily, but I'm I'm kind of in my brain saying I got giving, three good years with this. Give me some homework, okay? Okay. We're gonna give you give you some homework for the next passive income report. You've got to actually go do some research and determine at what point should you take cousin Eddie uh, and put him in pasture. When <laughs> <You know? laughs> when when does he get off the race circuit? And he, he, he moves on to the pastor. Yeah, I'll, I'll find that out. Because really, if I'm thinking about buying an RV or if I have an RV and I want to know like how profitable it's going to be, like you're my stinking guinea pig, bro. Let's yep. go. I'm about to, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to blaze the trail here. All right. All right. Well, we've got to wrap this up. If you're not watching this on YouTube, go back and watch it on YouTube. You can see all the line items of each and everything we did this month. We brought in a little over a hundred thousand, literally a hundred thousand and one dollars, which is cool, <laughs> and, and spent almost fifty nine thousand, a little over fifty nine thousand. So our net passive income for the month of September of twenty twenty one was forty thousand three hundred sixty nine dollars and seventy five cents. All right. I hope, hope this was entertaining, but hopefully it was informative, and even more importantly, I hope that it was motivational. Because you got to take action. Listening to us goofballs talk all day long is not getting you closer to financial freedom. You got to take action. Go get busy. As always, thank you for listening. Have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.